0: This episode is brought to you by Selby Anderson, the marketing group that helps businesses in complex markets win the future.
1: Hello, Unicorners. Welcome to a very special episode of the Unicorny podcast, a podcast for marketers and senior executives who want to find out more about the future of marketing. We have had such an amazing year. We launched the podcast at the beginning of the year with uh, five very special episodes that comprise season one. And we've been absent for a little while, but we've been recording season two, season three, and indeed half of season four. And they are now in the edit suite, waiting to come at you in the new year. We're also going to do some really exciting things with our other podcast, Marketing Trek, and I think we're going to merge them into one channel. Anyway, that aside... This is going to be an absolute stormer. So we're not here to talk about promotion. We're here to talk about the business of marketing. And today, we are joined in the studio for a very super special Christmas 2022 retrospective. Nah, we're going to look straight ahead to 2023. And I'm joined in the studio today uh, by the fabulous Nick Eads and uh, Shane Redding. Shane, good morning to you.
0: Good morning, back.
1: Look, everyone listening to the show should know exactly who you are because you are queen of B2B. But why don't you introduce yourself in case there are people who are not on their game?
0: That is very kind. All that means is I've been around for quite a (laughs) long time now. I fell into B2B sales and marketing, like many, just by mistake. Um, But I found it was a world I loved. I really enjoy the variety change and intellectual rigour. Involved in B two B marketing, and my career has spanned PLC enterprise. I did a management buyout when I was twenty eight, backed by Three I, which was a really good introduction to the commercial world. And then I got that love for building and growing businesses, which I've carried on in my career. And now I do some training, a lecturing, and consulting in the world of B two B marketing and sales.
1: Cool, and you and you still have time to do other things. Uh, indeed. Just. Just. Cool. And Nick, welcome to the studio. This has been an awfully long time coming, this podcast. In fact, dear listener, you are here. um, You're going to get a bonus today because we're actually in the studio to record a bigger and fuller episode. So some of the things we talk about today, we're going to touch on um, in another episode, which will come coming out in the new year. But Nick, why don't you just give us an intro to you, please?
2: Thanks, Tom. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be opposite Shane as well. Loan Shane for a long, long time. Um, yeah, I'm uh, sort of a 30-year <laughs> marketing tech guy. Um, I actually started off writing code, uh, so I do understand some of the challenges that the SaaS companies I work with these days are going through in terms of how they develop stuff. So I started off writing code, went to pre-sales, sales for three years, new business, and then into marketing with IBM Um uh, launched and ran the IBM ThinkPad program, laptop program, from concept all the way through to Europe. lived in Paris for a while with that before moving to Dell and uh, joining the beast at a very early stage. From eight billion to forty five billion in five years, uh, that's pretty hairy wow. growth. Running about one hundred and eighty inside salespeople with the help of some sales directors and some finance folk, but uh, a lot of fun. Um, these days, uh, well, for the past ten years, I've been in the venture capital, private equity, backspace, doing company exits, turnarounds, and uh, value creation work. So I spend a lot of time thinking about how to grow companies and how to get some people to focus and working with tech founders on commerciality and things like that. But you know, it brings together everything under the blanket that we call go to market these days. So that glues it all together.
1: Cool. Well, we're going to have a, a good discussion for the full podcast, but also for this um, special edition. And we decided to do it really because the world's changing quite quickly. And I thought it might be a good thing for our listeners to like take a temperature. Where are we? It's December 2022. Where are we? What are we seeing out there? And what are our hints and tips for the year ahead? Shane, what's going on in the world of marketing?
0: So Dom, you mentioned change. I don't think we have ever lived through such a period of sustained and rapid change. I think we sort of thought, oh, pandemic over, we'll just be, you know, things will calm down a bit. No. Pace of change accelerated. What I'm seeing is that actually that's really difficult to deal with. The pace is exhausting. What it requires of us all is a reset and a different way of thinking And I'm seeing a lot of people who are really finding it personally tough in their careers to embrace this. When they thought perhaps not, they'd be walking into the sunset with an easy life, but life is, you know, hard.
1: These are people at the top you're talking about, or people in teams, or
0: both. Both, actually.
1: And and from a leader's point of view, how's that? How's that manifesting itself? What are What are you seeing and hearing?
0: So I'm seeing a lot of uncertainty about um, the shape of teams. I think we've talked a lot in the past about what's the right structure of a marketing team. Left brain, right brain. We thought we got it nailed. Actually, that's seeming to become unraveled. We're missing some things. And I think we might come on Nick, and talk about what we're missing. Uh, so there's that realisation we're not fit for change. We're not fit for future. Then there's the self-reflection. What does that mean for us as leaders? It means a lot. It means we have to change. Some people like change and embrace it. Some people don't. Okay, Nick, what, what, what are you seeing? Where, where
1: the hell are we at the end of 2022? Because it's been a very strange year.
2: It's been especially strange in my space because we came into the year with incredibly cheap money in VCPE and valuations at 10X ARR. And we're probably half that in terms of where we are uh, on uh, uh, enterprise valuations. So we've gone from 10X to 5X. You know, money's got much more expensive. There's been mm, investors looking at their portfolio and trying to work out who's going to make it to the end and who's not, who needs support and who doesn't. Um, How do they redress the balance? Have they got the right teams, to Shane's exact point, in place to get them where they need to? I think there's... When money's been incredibly cheap, life has been incredibly easy. If you if you make more money by putting it into a high risk <laughs> business than in the bank, you start to roll the dice a little bit, and it can get a little bit a uh, call it exciting. I don't like use the word stressful, but you can you can inject a lot of capital and a lot of hope goes in, and, and I'm um, I'm a big fan of books that you don't have to read the book, you just read the cover. My favourite books is Hope It's Not a Strategy. <laughs> strategy <laughs> is strategy. So uh, the world's changed dramatically. People are doubling down, inspecting the business. We're going through business review after business review, revisiting ICPs, revisiting pricing frameworks, revisiting the competitive landscape, looking at roll- bolt-ons and roll-ups and MA and other bits and pieces. Part of that is survival, and part of that is thinking... I've got a three-year exit expectation on this still. The EV has probably changed. How do I get there? So it's long game and short game. Because you have to finish this year in some way, shape, or form, close to plan. It probably is going to be a miss for most people. But how do you start next year well and how do you push on?
1: Okay, so we we need a reset basically, as 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 Shane said, and we're saying, look, the the year, this year's done, we're gonna forget it existed. So let's look at Top tips that our listeners can think about over Christmas. What what are they should they be getting their grey matter to work on to, to to get ready for the year ahead?
2: Well, I think Shane and I could both start this with one word. Go on then. St- strategy. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Every <laughs> talk to, time. Talk
1: to me some more about that.
2: I come back a little bit to what I said, which is like, so where do you, I would start with destination, right? I do not start with today. It's like, where are you trying to get to? What does the path look like that? If you could describe the destination you're trying to get to in sufficient detail for it to be real, like, you know, how many people, how many customers, how many, you know, your, what your cost, you, you literally model the company in infinite detail, as it were, as, as much as you dare do, say two years out. And then you work backwards. What would have to be true for that to be true? What would have to be true for that to be true? Now are you back where you are? And because that has changed, you have to do a lot of recalibration. And some of it is now in the land of guesswork. But guesswork is where you just have, that's, the, that's an excuse, right? It's a victim mentality. Oh, I have to do some guesswork. No, no, work harder. Right? Double down. Get more data. Think a bit more logically or just rein it back a little bit until you can stand on something as concrete as possible because if you haven't got concrete it's too fragile
0: i'm really worried about the lack of time spent thinking strategically so i bang on about this all the time and people who do know me know that i've been saying where's your e-commerce strategy in b2b marketing Mm. five years (laughs) ago Mm. why weren't you testing it Oh my goodness, if you're not going into next year with some budget dedicated to testing e-commerce, I'm sorry, but you should be not in role, shall we say? Um, the reason being is to your point, Nick's change. The world has changed. And it's an excuse to say, oh, can't do B2B. You know, e-commerce is too difficult. We don't mm. need it. We have sales. No, wrong. Mm. So, strategy number one,
1: and particularly, we're saying because the world is increasingly complex, things are changing all the time. Set a vision for where you want to be, and do the hard yards. Work all the way back to today, and say, "What do I need to do today in order to get there?" And then, presumably, when the ground gets pulled from underneath you, because you still know where you're going, you just got to shift.
2: Yeah, and I think the other thing that I would say is a top tip, and I learned this from my wife, who uh, knows a thing or two about making uh, garments, fabric. And whatnot is measure twice, cut once. You do not. Ha- I went through a process with Nortel back in the financial crash. Crash. We lost half the value of the company in the first hour of training on the New York exchanges. We were junk stock by the end of the day. Uh, and the entire company was basically broken up and sold within three months. And m- most people, most people, pretty much everybody left the company with nothing zero, no pension, no payout, no nothing. Um, and I personally um, left. It took me five months to get another job. So you learn a lot on the downside. It's very easy on when you are surfing a growth wave from eight billion to forty-five billion a dollar. You think this is fantastic. You try doing the reverse; it's an incredibly steep, short, sharp drop, and it hurts. And so, if you are going to cut teams, budgets, whatever, measure twice, cut once. Just run your scenarios to the end. You do not want to do death by a thousand cuts. I had a team of eighty people. We were taking people out week by week, day by day, and everybody said, when's it my turn? Do it once, get it done.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? I mean, it's really hard. (laughs) It's just... Feels grim, but I did Y two K as well with Dell. We we, we let half the Salesforce go because companies said they were going to keep buying tech all the way through from July, August. We were polling our customers every week. Are you still going to buy? You've got your Y two K things settled. Yeah, yeah, we're still going to buy. Still going to buy. September, they went no. But you said with position positioned materials and and it's like, no, no, we have changed our mind. We're allowed to. We're a, a whole customer. separate subject though, isn't there, isn't <laughs> Never ask
1: a customer
0: what they're going to do. <laughs> like,
2: they will change their mind. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm more cynical than. <laughs> I've ever been
0: wise words. I mean, uh, not just measure twice, but measure the right stuff. Because again, so it's not about your social followings because you've got very excited in B2B because <laughs> you finally got on Instagram. So what true. about the bottom of the funnel? And this is something Nick mm. and I are completely passionate about you is, you know, sales conversions from your marketing leads. The number of marketing teams that I go into and I ask that question and they don't know. What is your close rate? Is it one in three? Is it one in five? Is it one in 20? If I can go in as a consultant and guess it from one in 20 to one in five. Actually, I should be changing my pricing structure. I've just, you know, it's taken me that long to reason. It's It's about value price selling. Uh, penny drop for me. But no, it's really, we do not laser focus on the measuring the important stuff. And the second point, completely agree, having gone through, I think it's two recessions, cut deep once. Do not do death by many cuts. Mm. That's
2: so bad.
1: Let's not talk about cutting things anymore because it's depressing (laughs) enough out there. Um, Shane, what on earth should a CMO be thinking about when there's so much going on?
0: It's all about focus. I mean, I mean, this bottom of the funnel matters so much. We do not spend enough time looking at it, analysing it, understanding it. Believe it or not, you may have too many leads. What? What? too many leads means that actually your whole sales team fall over because you're sending them through, they're chasing round and they're not converting the ones that are absolute gold in terms of lifetime value or whatever. But so less is more in my book. Really focus going into next year. Really focus. Okay. One more.
2: Well, I love it. I think it comes to something we may talk about later, Tom, which is marketing should be accountable for revenue. And I don't think it feels like that most of the time, but if you're accountable for what happens in late stage funnel, right at the bottom, to Shane's exact point, if you can go from, let's just do uh, the, uh, if you can go from a three to one uh, conversion rate to a two to one, you've literally doubled the value of the inflowing revenue. Right, you, you were converting one in three. You're now converting one in two. Hopefully, you want to on a positive. This is fantastic. You've, you've added one to your win rate. That's double. It's amazing, um, and you should do it. But I think uh, the the sort of flip side of this is um, is there is an opportunity to zoom out at the same time. So zoom in and zoom out. Right, okay. you have to be able to do both. Fly very fl- flat to the close to the ground. At one part of the day and then your other part of your brain has to be able to zoom out so if we're winning here and we're losing there so everything you lose is insight right don't oh we lost some deals yeah. why when to who how come was it the salesperson was it the product was it the price was it the market do not leave any of that on the table right go deep into that and then zoom out and go okay how do we get more of what we win follow the 80 20 rule where are we winning where are we losing just simple tools but if you don't zoom out you can't work out where you're going to win next chase the winners
0: one of the best entrepreneurs i ever worked with mark baldry you're getting a shout out because that was his mantra hmm. it was like we beat ourselves up we do need to understand what's not working but we we also need to understand what is working and yeah. do more of it exactly
2: it's so simple really <laughs> Well, there
1: you have it, guys. Um, there are five top tips for you to think about while you're on your Christmas break. And just to look ahead to the next episode where you're going to hear us all in the studio, we're going to look at the uh, the marketing department cuckoo, the dreaded chief revenue officer who's moving into our nest and kicking us all out. So uh, look for that, please. You'll find it on your normal channels. You can subscribe to us on just about any decent podcast platform and you can find me on LinkedIn my name is Dom Hawes if you want to join the debate find us there thanks very much folks and we look forward to seeing you again in the early new year this podcast was designed conceived and produced by selbyanderson.com the series producer is Nicola Fairley the anchor is Dominic Hawes and it is recorded at TurnmillStudios.co.uk.
0: this episode is sponsored by selby anderson the agency group that helps businesses operating in complex markets win the future selby anderson's agencies serve global clients in financial services enterprise tech channel industry utilities pharmaceutical and biotech if you want to win the future find out more at selbyanderson.com